Inking, writing, laughing, crying, sketching, drawing, then more crying, trying, crying, feeling it out. Got myself a beer. I had a uh, an Izzy. An Izzy? Yeah, it's a flavored juice beverage blend. Oh, that's funny. I thought that was like a fun name for Izakaya. No, I oh, I wish, man. Right? Isn't that beer? That's beer, right? Uh, Izakaya is kind of like a Japanese uh, sports bar. Oh. <laughs> there might there probably is a beer called Izakaya. Oh, that's right. It's Izakaya is what it's called. Yeah, like there's Katsu Ya, the restaurant. Oh, no, Which not is, like that. It's just oh. a type of place. Yeah, like Katsuya is a place. Fuck you. Like does the what? <laughs> Have you Katsuya is a place. Have you been there? It's delicious. Yeah. Yeah, I but isn't it like a isn't that a restaurant? Yeah, isn't that what you just said? Izakaya is a restaurant. Yeah, Izakaya is like a type of restaurant. Okay. It's like the gastropub of of Japan. Okay. So there's swore. lots of izakayas and they're all named different things. A lot of them have izakaya in the name. It's kind of like how a lot of tofu houses have like SGD or TNT, like just a random three letters tofu house. Yeah, like TMNT tofu house. I've never been there. Teenage Mutant Yes, I know. I heard you. Yeah. <laughs> so what are we talking about today? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I couldn't talk about that even if I wanted to. I don't know anything about that shit. There's four of them. That's literally all I know. Today, we are going to talk about a couple of things. Because uh, on my end, I had a... Do you want to introduce us? No, not yet. I had an incredibly tumultuous June. And uh, my co-host over here had wanted to potentially discuss some things that had happened last week. Uh, So with that, I'd like to welcome all of you listeners to uh, Feeling It Out with Kyle and Connor. I'm Kyle. And I'm Connor. I'm a, a writer, podcaster, producer with generalized anxiety disorder and depression. And I'm an illustrator and comic book artist with ADD and depression. I was sitting right here not two days ago recording my uh, podcast in this same area, the middle of my house. Starting to get very familiar with this zone. Yeah, I feel you. It's odd when you start mixing the workspaces of different jobs. And I realize that most days, since I usually work kind of late at night i'm just here for like three-fourths of the day and so i've gotten better about getting up and moving around to not just be sitting at this one spot every single day for like 12 hours at a time but But here we are here we are yet again i i'll give a preface of what of why i've been dealing with because it's been it's it's been weird it's been a lot the thing i'll say is that i um, on Adderall, I went off it for a while. I was back on it in June, and in the entirety of June, every time I sat down to do anything, I was immediately anxious through the roof, more than I ever have been, constant, like five hours at a time. I'd be anxious. It's driving me nuts, making me irate. Today, I ran out of my Adderall, so didn't take it. And guess who wasn't feeling anxious? So there's a lot for me to work out with in terms of dosage and such there. But I know that by being anxious, I have found a lot of things that make me tick. And that's kind of the preface of my end of things here. Because I 
I think the isolation for me has been fine. And I'm starting to realize now, the more and more I interact with people, then is when I start getting anxious. It's almost like the opposite of a lot of people where they're desperately trying to get to social contact. I'm desperately trying to avoid it 90% of the time. There's a short list. You're on the short list. Don't think you're special. You, Kyle, not you listeners. I don't know you. I'm sorry. But you, Kyle, you're on the short list. And there's like four other people who I'm happy to talk with all the time. And everyone else, I just get kind of like, "Uh, I don't know what to do. So I had a lot of flared up social anxieties. and, And like I said, it's been making me very, very angry in conjunction with a lot of other things. Um... Sorry, man. I'm distracted. You said you ran out of your meds. Yeah, I got a What's refill up? today. Okay. Yeah. But cut that out, man. Well, that's like, I'm th- sorry. That 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 part like I've been there and I feel like uh, a responsibility to you, man. Like stop running out of your pills. Don't run out of your pills even for one day, which is fair. And if it's something that you can I'm, control. Right. And, and I, I, it's something I need to work on for sure. Though I will say that this last, this is probably the best time for me to not have medication because, like I said, not only is this the best I've ever felt in a month, yeah, but also, but... but also when I've been on my Adderall this last month, it has felt like I am experiencing my symptoms threefold and I am wired. So it has not been doing it. what it's need to do. Hmm? When you're off it. When I'm on it. So you do have anxiety when you're on your ADD meds. Oh, yeah, 100%. And you don't when you're off. Uh, based on just today so far, yes. But I'm not going to fully test it right now because I want to get back into it and see what's going on. Because I've just been stressed in general by things. It could just be that. I could just be having a good day. So... If I take it again and tomorrow, then I'm just immediately stressed out. I'm going to assume the two are related. Well, I mean, I'm I'm coming at this from my perspective, like everything, and I can't go one day without missing my meds. It's it feels obvious uh, at a point. Like if I go to bed and forget to take my pills, then obviously I won't think anything of it until I can feel this like chemical dizziness that hits me at some point, and then I go. Oh, well, now I know. The last time it happened around uh, the beginning of June, I keyed into it, and I was like, oh, that feeling of dizziness is attached to, I forgot to take my pills the last two days. So from my perspective, the idea of being on pills and then missing a day here and there, like that, that would mess with my chemistry so much. My perspective of it is just a consistent, I'm really lucky, I've mentioned that I've found my concoction that really works for me and I, I need to maintain that. So, so to hear that, like, to hear that you 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 feel better when you're off your meds, I don't like that. Like, maybe you just have a bad uh, a mixture. Maybe you still need to figure that out. Yeah, I made an appointment with my psychiatrist because I do need awesome. to figure it out. But it's 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 as annoying. much as I want to feel out those feelings. I, I just wanted to get that out first and foremost. That I want to validate your feelings and. This one, I'm speaking as much to you, like, I don't like to speak to the audience. I like to speak to you. But I'm speaking to the audience in this moment, and and that I don't think that's, I I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like that 
I, <laughs> I'll let you feel that out. But from my perspective, from my opinion and my experience, uh, medication is very helpful. It um, is. It's just about finding the right mix. Yeah. So to reiterate, I don't think I am going to stop doing it. Okay. It's what happened was in uh, May I had it. And then I actually went to go get it. And then there is a fuck up. So I had to wait a little bit. Dude, I'm not grilling in. you on like the minutiae of why you didn't get your pills. Like, what, what, what this are is the... important to it, though. Oh, okay. Because there's a transitional period where when I was off it for, I don't know, a week and a half in May, getting back onto it, I was experiencing a decline. I felt less on top of things. I was stumbling over my words. I was experiencing typical things, and I was missing it. And I thought, I, I need to get the Adderall back and work that out. So I finally get it. We're getting into June. And for all of June, it, there, there, was, there was no moment where I thought, okay, we're back. We're back on it. We're back on Adderall. Everything's good. The first day I took it, I felt anxious and wired, and my hands were shaking more than usual. And I thought, okay, well, we're getting back on it. You know, it leaves your system pretty fast, so my body probably just had to reacclimate for a day. But as the days went on, not only did that not change, but the things that I had been getting benefit, the benefits I'd gotten from Adderall were diminishing. So when I originally started taking it, I felt like my tasks were laid out before me. When I tried to vocalize something, it felt very clear. I felt very confident in it. It seemed like the right idea. I could drop a conversation or a, a topic and then just pick it back up because I was used to trying to do that and the Adderall was helping me do it very well. I felt very on top of things. So I fell off it and there was a bit of a decline. But then when I went back on it, I felt disorientated, disoriented. I felt disoriented. I was anxious. I was forgetting things left and right. I was stressed out. I was stumbling over my words. I couldn't Read is the weirdest thing. I would see a sentence. Someone would say, Connor, go get, go put gas in your car. And for some reason, I'd say, go put gas in the bucket. Sure, okay. I'd read it twice. Like, that doesn't make sense. And then I'd go do that. And then someone would say, Connor, why did you not put it in the car like I told you to? I would have, and this happened, would happen at work where someone would say, Connor, do this. And I'd say, great, I will do this. And then I will go set up a note to do something completely different. It felt like I wasn't in control of my mind, but I, I took it. I took Adderall every day. And my psychiatrist even said on days I wasn't working with Adderall, it's okay to take a break if you're not actively trying to do a bunch of things. And I had been resisting that because maybe I don't understand Adderall. Then okay, it's it's yeah, it's it's a it's. I trust a doctor. I yeah, and I I, def, I medium trust the doctor, but like I had been taking it every single time, even on the weekends. I'm like, fuck that! I feel great. Why would I not take it? And finally, this time, I picked one Sunday. I'm like, you know what? I'm not doing shit. I'm not going to take it. And I didn't. And I was like, okay, maybe I'm just relaxed and feeling better so like let's get back into things and i kept getting back into things and it's it has i have felt like i am actually losing my fucking mind and it has been infuriating and i'm very 
curious to see what happens when I start taking it next week, seven or tomorrow, because I have an appointment with my psychiatrist, like I said, next week, and I'm going to talk to him about it. And it probably is a matter of just adjusting the dosage. But it, I have experienced anxiety at a level of consistency that I thought was impossible for me. Tell me about that. Depression. I want to hear about that. I want to yeah. hear about your anxiety. I want to hear, like, you, you keep talking about it. What are you feeling? What are you experiencing? Um, so I will sit down at what my desk. What are you desk thinking? And I, my heart starts racing, and yep. I start panicking, and suddenly yep. everything's happening at one time. <clears throat> and You see this little thing that I wear? This Fitbit? Yes, I do. It measures my heart rate also, um, and... The last couple of days, I've also seen that, oh, when I sit down at my desk and I start my day, I usually start at around a resting heart rate. Well, not resting, but, like, I usually have a heart rate of around 105. Um, and, you know, with some deep breathing and some uh, me- meditative uh, thinking, I can get it down to 93. So, uh, yeah, you're preaching to the choir there. Keep going. Yeah. So I would experience that, and then it, my my analyses was just flying off the handle. So like everything that would happened, it before it felt like when I was saying something, having a conversation, dealing with a problem, I would self analyze that. And it, with my anxiety, it just felt like there wasn't one Connor doing it. There was a whole team. The board of Connors sat down to analyze one statement that I made, and everything mm-hmm. became a gross chore. And so I'm curious if it's the same for you. Uh, for me, when I when that happens and I become my own therapist, experiencing like I'm trying to put myself out on fire. I'm trying to be my own therapist, and you can't be a therapist who's experiencing the exact same things that they are experiencing. Like, oh, that might make you an informed therapist, but in my opinion, it makes you extremely triggered or triggering. And so when I'm in the middle of a like. I don't like to call what I go through panic attacks because they aren't short. They are hours, and they're not so much like shortness of breath and stuff like that. It's it's that. It's second-guessing myself and going back and forth like a goddamn uh, ping-pong game, <clears throat> trying to analyze things with all of my emotional intelligence and vocabulary, and all it does is give my depression and anxiety more and more intelligent ammo to convince the rest of me that it needs to live and that it's important and necessary and real. Yeah. So is that, is that what you go through or is it more of, yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. So what else? That's been interesting. Uh, it, I think for the anxiety, that's mostly, do you sweat? Hmm. Physical symptoms. Do you sweat? No, but my hands had been shaking. Okay. Which I sweat. I hate it. I'm going to I'm going to be 100% honest, but yeah, I spend most of my days it's gross, but what the fuck? I spend most of my mornings when I start my job completely naked, sitting on my desk chair with a towel uh because I'm dripping from my armpits and my taint. And it's the most disgusting thing, and it's how I spend every morning because I am experiencing anxiety to such a degree that my body is physically responding by sweating ridiculously, and it sucks. But I've just accepted it at this point. Like, instead of going, ooh, I'm so angry, and I'm going to go back into that bathroom 60 times a day and use the hairdryer to blow dry down my armpits and butt until I'm uh, comfortable enough to go sit back down and squeegee it up again... um, 
instead I just accept it and I go like, okay, well, if I'm going to sweat, then I, I'm going to do it comfortably. So I guess I'm just going to put my bare ass on this towel instead of uh, turning my underwear into a sponge. It's disgusting, but that's the uh, anxiety that I experience. And I don't know if it's the same for you, but it becomes a self-fulfilling like echo chamber prophecy thing of once the dampness under my arms is cold and wet, it's not going away. And even if I feel calm, that instantly triggers me again, that coldness and the, the weird like uh, compensations I do to, to not touch that as much or just like take my shirt off or something. It's yeah. maddening. That, that happens to me with my hands because all my hands will shake to the point where it's hard to like type or click on things or mm -hmm. draw, I think is the worst, obviously. And all oh, I would be like full anxious and doing things. And then I would move my mouse and go, wait, I think I'm okay. I think, and I would look at my hand. I'm like, nope, I'm not okay. I can't, I can't fucking do it. And that's so interesting. Yeah. Cause God, cause it's so similar. But it's not. It's not the same. I don't like. I, I don't shake. There's so many symptoms of like anxiety that I don't experience. The shortness of breath. But I do. God, I can't even say that. The thing, the problem that I have with this podcast is that I am never feeling what like like the conversations we have at like 10 a.m. on Tuesdays. Like that's. When I'm in it, man, the, lo, those Tuesday mornings, I'm like experiencing my two hour panic attack and I'm talking with you and I'm getting all philosophical and all of this bullshit about like Dow and crap is that's when I'm like, I've finally started to call them panic attacks, even though I've been gatekeeping myself about it. But that's that's what they are is me. I'm not myself. And I've told Derek, I'm like, when you look at me, I know I'm not me. I'm not even in control of myself. The things I'm doing, why am I walking away from my desk? What am I going to do there? I'm li I literally, when you say I'm going out of my mind, that's how I feel. I feel like a, like a crazy cat lady who has no control over their like musculature and is just acting off of past traumas. It's like if you, uh, if you got a knee injury, you are inherently going to compensate with your other, the rest of your body to put less weight on your knee. That's what I'm doing, like, emotionally with my anxiety is I'll just do things instinctively as a, res as a response to stimuli, and I don't even know why. And, it, and, and it's gotten so bad that, like, I, I don't know how to get out of it sometimes. It lasts my whole work day sometimes. Yeah, which is awful because it's it's... So I hate to say that I was kind of excited when you said that you were experiencing anxiety symptoms because I was like, oh, welcome to my world, bitch. <laughs> well, it's because I've, I've always had, I mean, it is I'm, to me. I, I've, I've always had anxiety, but it's never been consistent. Like I get it in social gatherings like we we're talking about where I'd be out, hang out with people and I'm on edge. And like whenever I leave a place, I can feel myself be like, oh, OK, oh, I can breathe. Because that's what actually my mom pointed out a while ago. I'd never noticed. But she commented when we started living together again. She's like, you sigh a lot. And I'm like, oh, that's because I stopped breathing. And then I need to start breathing again. So I go, whew. Oh. And that just happens all the time. But for me, I'm used to just being depressed constantly. And kind of like flatlining emotionally. Not like being amped. And I'm like, wow. 
What a world. So yeah, it's nice to be here. Thank you for inviting me to the club. It's it's uh, definitely a time. No offense, I'm going to take the depression because I can cope with that a lot better. Um, it's an energy thing. The depression, like, there, there's no energy in it. But with the panic stuff, like, I, I've mentioned that one of my favorite therapists described it as, like, the lizard brain of, like, yeah. in in my brain still exists the physiology that says a saber-toothed tiger is going to hit you and kill you if you aren't actively doing something to not keep that from happening. And since we live in a world where there are no saber-toothed tigers, that instinct is still in us and it has no idea what to do. And so it, it finds ways. And so for me, it was when there was downtime at work, at a lot of my past jobs, I would experience this massive spike in anxiety because it'd be like, oh my God, I'm not proving my worth to the, to the alpha caveman. He's going to kill me if I don't, if I'm, if, if he walks by and he sees that I'm not doing anything, like that's what my brain was doing. And you mentioned social gatherings. That's funny. Like you're, you, when you say social gatherings, I think, oh, his anxiety is in social expectations. My anxiety is also in expectations, but I feel like it's not so much with peers. It's with perceived authority figures, as I've mentioned before. It's with people who I think are going to judge me. And I've always felt safe with peers in that way. That's all like I've always felt comfortable in groups. That's so interesting. Yeah, because I guess I'm not thinking so much about myself. Because it's for for me, which I for me, it's literally the opposite, because with peers i feel like i need to fit in or the saber-toothed tiger will get me ah and with authority figures i go okay there's a hierarchy you're on top i'm on bottom i don't need to care and you just play it like that but like with peers who's on top who's on bottom who's who's the one in the room making all the things should i be saying more things are they saying more things are jokes appropriate here this person feels bad how did people register feet no i think you're hitting on figure you just appease and do, which to me is a lot easier, but I could understand that racking anxiety for a different person. Yeah. No, I think you're hitting on another side of that coin, which is like the perceived illusion of control that like Mm. I get most anxious when things don't go the way that I expected or wanted them to, you know, like sometimes it has nothing. A lot of the times it in reality, if I have clarity in the moment has 100% nothing to do with anybody else. It's about my expectations and my standard for myself and how I believe I'm supposed to uh, do things. And that can apply to the tiniest fucking thing like like my PS4. If I sit down and I press play on my PS4, I deserve to play it. And when it says, oh, for whatever reason, the PS4 didn't shut down properly last time and now you have to plug the controller in... And I am fucking freaking out, rampaging around the house because I cannot find a fucking cord to connect my controller to my PS4. That's a mixture of of anger and uh, anxiety happening at the same time. That's all self-directed that I misdirect outward onto just like, where the fuck is it? When at the end of the day, I'm upset because I don't actually... Uh, because I hold myself to a standard of... I appreciate technology i respect technology and i'm an organized person 
and all of that comes crumbling down because I can't find a cord. And so I'm angry and I have to prove to God and everyone else that what I believe about myself must be true. And if it's not, then I'm going to rage, rage against that. Never do not go quietly into that good night. You know? Yeah. I was actually having a talk with my mom about that today because I've been, as I mentioned, I've just been kind of flying off the handle at everything lately. And part of what I've been telling her and just realizing in general is that my expectation for how something should go is just constantly not being met. And I yeah need to figure out how to deal with that because it's Do unfortunately you? incredibly common. But so it's a thing of, for me, it's like transmuted muted itself into a self-confidence like uh, crisis of like, I don't have confidence in like what you're saying. I don't have confidence in the emails I send. I don't have confidence in my thoughts or the things I like or the things I want to do. They all feel stupid and sound stupid. And that's <laughs> that stupid word stupid is so prevalent in my head. Um, and so for me, it's turned into the self-confidence crisis. What I've found helps me is sometimes you don't have to tell people everything which is really ironic because this is our podcast where we tell people how we're feeling about stuff right but i wrote it down because it was something that i realized was like brushing my teeth or something and i felt something bad and i thought oh no that was it um Either we were talking or I was recording a podcast and I went to bed and I thought Derek was mad at me. And so a part of me was like, well, you have to nip this in the bud. You can't let this fester and then turn into a resentful relationship. You have to say something right now. And so I went to brush my teeth. And in the time it took me to brush my teeth, I thought to myself, if you think he's mad at you, maybe you you don't have to tell him. And maybe you can just hope that this will work out, and that doesn't actually make you an abusive, not conscientious person by hiding an irrational, anxious thought that you had. That may or may not be based in reality. The point is that not sometimes you don't have to tell people everything, and doing that in that moment gave me so much self-confidence because it was like, it wasn't like, ooh, I have a secret now. It was like, I have a thing that is only inside my universe and there was no filtering through another person's gate to make sure this was a good idea. This was a good thought because I have a really bad habit of doing that, especially when I'm anxious and depressed is thinking of something and then like offering it to the God Derek to see what he thinks of it. And if he thinks it's good and funny and intelligent, and if he approves, then, oh, thank God. And if he doesn't, then I was stupid for thinking it in the first place. Bad, bad. And so just keeping things to myself has given me a reminder of my individualism of like, oh, yes, not only was I a person before I met Derek, I am still very much a full person with my own thoughts and feelings that I don't always have to share with my SO because of this bizarre expectation of myself to be open and honest like i'm realizing that like a lot of things it's all about moderation yeah that's in a different path but the same destination i came to today actually because i 
Again, being on the other side of things, typically just don't talk about anything. And so the last couple of years, I've been trying to gradually get more open about things. And I made a realization. Uh, I don't like doing it. And so far, it served me absolutely no fucking purpose in my life positively to do that, which I would say is unhealthy. But the, the, the line to get to is the moderation. Because to me, if you're frustrated which when i get frustrated at a significant other i don't say anything because first i'm trying to think of what to say like how do i bring this up what do i say and then i think and what do you what do you want their response to be and then i go okay so let's say they respond a b c d out of those multiple endings which of these is going to result in what you want and i say some of them or most of them or sometimes I'm even like there's no way I can really get out of this ideally and then I start to calm down from whatever I'm feeling and then I think you know what it really wasn't actually that big of a deal and I don't care anymore and I never say anything the downside to this is is that you compound interest this shit and it happens for the 30th time and then I am like holding unreasonable resentment so that's like definitely not cool to not say anything but i think that it's to agree with your revelation that i also like re-came to today i think it's good to just like not and for me accept that not saying it is not going to critically change there's not going to be a you know if i don't say something it's not going to say kyle will remember this like you remember me not commenting on something I thought. How would how would anyone even know? Because it's in my head. But moderation. No, it just yeah, you know, it just gave me like the the keys to realize like I have this thought and I didn't share it with him, and it was still good. I guess I'm still good, and it was just like this like egg cracking open of like I didn't have to tell him that to make sure it was good what other things do I think are good um it was nice and I feel like that has led into a lot of positive thinking I've gotten I've been trying to get into more routines I've bought breakfast and lunch stuff and I've been making myself breakfasts and lunches every day this week nice Uh, well almost every day this week but yeah so I, I, as much as I had just like a full day panic attack on last Thursday that really made me think, okay, this is stupid. This is fucking stupid. I, I know myself. I need a talk therapist weekly. That's just who I am and that's what I need. And for whatever reason, I, I've been using this podcast, I guess, as an excuse, but I haven't been going to a therapist of which I need. So like... Yeah, today is good, but I don't want to say things are good. It's a, I don't know. I'm trying to embrace that Tao thing of like good, bad, we'll see. Like to put expectations and value on stuff makes me think then I can be wrong. And that plays into the self-confidence thing. So I'm in a state of just trying to accept things as they are and just find more nuggets of positivity. It gets easier the first time it happens because you can recognize what that feels like. And then you can like seek out not seek out but you could you're more open to other good feelings like that but it's the same way with like depression and anxiety like once you feel it the first time as much as you can recognize it i feel like it's it's that much quicker to then come upon you that's how triggers develop do you want to touch more on that thursday 
Uh, no, not really, because we've run out of time. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.